but there has been a tradition in the United States of dissents becoming the law of the land. You're writing for a future age, and your hope is that with time, the court will see it the way you do. You're listening to Talking Social Studies. This is episode number 48, Teaching During a Pandemic, for October 24th, 2020, live from Fall Q. This is the podcast where we talk about social studies and education today. Here you will find conversations about strategies, resources, ideas, and more, all designed to help today's social studies teachers and their work with students. Welcome back, everybody. We know it's been a while since we've been in your feed. Believe it or not, things have been crazy. Anyway, today is a special day. Uh, I am live at virtual fall queue from, I guess, my home office, home classroom, home everything. Um, And we are asynchronous with Amy, Chris, and Chris. So before we hear from our special guests out there uh, today, I want to just update you about my reality. So I'm out in California and we are 100% remote. Our school board has uh, decided they're going to try and bring TK5 back in January, but until then we are 100% distance learning. And I think for the most part, it's been going pretty well. Um, You know, we had a lot of pieces in place and Chromebooks and devices that helped us make the transition. Um, And our teachers have been working, you know, in blended learning for quite a while now. No one ever expected we would be 100% remote, but I think we're doing the best that we can. I will just say there is a general sense of teachers feeling overwhelmed, of students feeling overwhelmed, of all sorts of crazy things. And I just know that even if we were back in person, it would be, you know, what people are doing is just so different. So it's kind of crazy out there, but let's check in with uh, Chris out in Indiana and see how things are going for her. Thanks, Scott. Well, I can say from here, uh, since I teach for a private online high school, not much has changed for us, us aside from the fact that we have more students now. We did see an uptick in enrollment in the spring, particularly for students who were trying to get Uh, classes that they needed to graduate. Uh, I teach social studies, obviously, so things like government and economics, we saw um, distinct increases in enrollments for those courses. Other than that, we haven't seen a great deal of change aside from um, families coming in who are kind of expecting more of that in-person experience, which is not really (laughs) what we do uh, since we are an online school that is completely asynchronous. Um, It's self-paced, so it's, you know, continuous enrollment. We don't have like cohorts of students that start in August and go till December and then pick back up in January or anything like that. So um, there are definitely families who are trying to wrap their head around that. And so that can be a little uh, challenging. Um, For our local schools here in central Indiana, Many of them started the year fully online. Um, My own kids district um, started completely online and then went to a hybrid option where for secondary, half of the students went one day, half the students went another day. Um, But now they are back fully on um, in-person every day, except for families that uh, chose to do online only. The teachers are trying to do both. Um, They're having 
students in their class and then offering at least 15 minutes of live session a day. Some of my kids' classes are doing more than that, um, that the students are kind of like in, you know, kind of live with the class that's in the classroom the rest of the day, or I mean, for that entire period. But um, that's more the exception than the norm. So that's what we're seeing here in South Central Indiana with um, how schools are adapting to COVID. Uh, Chris Heffernan, how's things going up there near Chicago? Hey everyone, it's Chris Heffernan. Um, so our year has gotten off to a, uh, a different start. Um, we definitely started a few weeks later and we have been pretty much remote. Uh, we've started to bring some students back in the building over the last week or two. But as Illinois' case numbers go up, that's all kind of in question right now. The goal was that we were going to have um, a hybrid plan of like 50% of students in the building each day right after about Thanksgiving. But, you know, with, with numbers going up and with families definitely getting together at, uh, for the holidays, that's, uh, there's a lot of question marks about that right now. Um, it's been interesting to try to build a class culture over over zoom calls and i think for me that's been like the biggest adjustment here is that like when you're in the classroom and you are are talking to students and you can see the students out and you you know when you're reaching them and you know when you've lost them and when they're little rectangles on a screen and some of them don't have their cameras on so the little black rectangles with an initial or a name on it it becomes really really difficult to know like are they getting it and am i is what i'm saying sinking in here so that's been, the, I think, the hardest thing. It's been, it, it's been a definite like work in progress, and I feel like you know we're at I think two months in now, or you know about to finish our second month here, and I, I feel like I'm just now finally getting to know a lot of the students. Um, you know, I've known their names, but I I'm actually starting to get to know a little bit about who they are as human beings, and and that's it's a nice feeling, and I'm hoping that. When it is safe for us to go back and bring more kids in, that I'm I'm hoping that, you know, we can actually have something close to normal. Um, I am I'm, I'm hesitant to say that I'm optimistic about what this does for the future of education, but I definitely think that you know we've learned a lot in education about how to go ahead and and do things remotely here. Um, you know, I, I, for me, Google Slides has become like the greatest gift in the world. Uh, my students know that like we've got our slides embedded in Canvas and that if they can't get onto the Zoom call, they go right there and and check to see what they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, they send me the email saying like, I can't get onto the Zoom, but I'm going to go ahead and start the work that's on Google Slides. And, you know, obviously there's going to need to be some... Um, you know, follow up with them to make sure they get everything they needed. But it's they've they've it's for some of these kids they've really become self directed learners, which I love. Um, something that my district is is starting right now is we've switched to a block schedule, so they've got four classes each day. And we're we're junior high, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, so they have four classes each day. Each of them are about an hour, but then we build into the afternoon an hour and a half of intervention and reteaching, um, which has so much potential and promise that I, I'm curious to see how that will go when we get back to a more normal of like, is that something that we're going to continue? Because like for some of those kids, like that reteaching, when you have a group of, instead of like 30 kids, you've got five or six kids is a place where they actually feel more secure and they're able to, uh, 
they're able to kind of like get to know you better and build that relationship and, and actually like find some success. So I'm so curious to see what happens in the, uh, in the future with education. So that's what's going on in suburban Chicagoland. Uh, Amy, how are things out in Oklahoma? Thanks, Hef. Um, hi, guys. This is Amy Presley. I am a new assistant principal at Broken Arrow High School, um, the same high school I have been an AP World History and Asian History teacher the last few years. I'm really excited about my new position working with um, the first third of the senior class. Um, it's really cool because I get a lot of my former students in a new way. Um, so interactions are a lot of fun. Um, it's great walking down the hall and, and hearing some kid, you know, shout your name or, or stop by your office to check out your new digs. It's always exciting. Um, I am going to be ABD in December if I can get through these last 12 hours and the new job and COVID and everything else. Um, you know, lately we've been hearing a lot about toxic positivity and and I totally, totally get that. Things are are not fine. They're not okay. Um, I do feel like I'm riding the bicycle with my hair on fire and the tires on fire and everything else. But, you know, I, I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. I've got a great support system in family and friends and coworkers. Um, so I know I will get through it. Um, I'll be okay. Um, here in Oklahoma in the Tulsa area, our district was actually the only district that went back fully in person. We did start a couple weeks late. Um, we did offer an option to go fully virtual with the district and a blended version where students could do the majority or part of their classes virtually and then attend electives or such that were more difficult to do virtually in person. Um, our district has about... Uh, just shy of 20,000 students, um, about 5,000 of them chose the virtual option. And so at my site, that translates to about 1,000 out of just shy of four doing some sort of virtual or blended option. When school went back in September, our county was orange, so we required masks. And um, we've got, you know, a quarantining policy and an isolation policy and I'm learning all kinds of stuff about <laughs> health, uh, health processes and, and phone calls, and I'm getting to know some families pretty well um, as I go through almost two pages of questions that I'm then reporting to the health department. But, you know, it's, it's, neat to, it's neat to have that interaction. It's neat to be able to reassure families that, you know, this is just a precaution and it's just for safety and it seems to be working when you've got nearly 20,000 students going back to school in a town you would expect to see a blip an increase and we've kept it level we haven't really seen much of a decrease but with that much more movement we're not really seeing an increase either so I'm calling that good um, but you know we just came back from fall break this week um, the end of last week beginning of this week and so I, you know fingers crossed for next week we'll see what happens but I feel like that's the name of the game right now, right? That's our new normal. We just, let's see. And you have to be, you have to find your way to cope and be okay with, I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what, it's a great year to be new at a job because when you say, you know, I don't know, I'll get back to you. And as long as you get back to folks with an answer, they're, they're largely okay with that because we're all, we're all in this together. We're all figuring this out. Um, my replacement for um, my teaching position is phenomenal. I'm so excited about her. Um, and as much as I miss the classroom, 
I still get to do a lot of social studies because she comes to find me and hang out during her prep on occasion and and I get to be creative. Oh, speaking of being creative, I get to be part of our new Innovation Academy project-based learning school initiative. Um, I was kind of got my toes wet in that before I took the AP position and I was kind of the social studies um, part of that build, that design. Um, but I get to continue that role. I get to have that that interaction. So I still feel like my teacher creativity still gets still gets to be fed <laughs> on occasion. Um, I miss talking with everybody, and I I'm really okay. I'm I'm gonna just put it out there. We have been trying to get um, History Sandoval and Amy Byers on um, the pod. And ladies, I'm calling you out. I want you on the pod. So please, please, please join us. I'm with you, Amy. It would be great to get them on the podcast. Maybe we'll have to split them up into two separate episodes um, and really and really build it up. But I'm here with a whole bunch of educators in California. Now, full disclosure, they are not all history teachers, but we're all teaching in such a strange world that we wanted to hear from them. And we want to hear from them about what opportunities have presented themselves during distance learning. Take a listen. Hi, my name is Eli and I'm a school social worker. Uh, one of the things that has helped me during distance learning is the ability to replicate myself, create content to hit and distribute among students that I otherwise would never have the opportunity to reach. I'm finding that it's really easier to teach some of these tools like we video um, virtually on Zoom. Students can really see my school screen. I can be quiet. They can work on their own computer. Their rooms are somewhat quiet or their homes, or they can do it later. Uh, and what I love about Hi, everyone. My name is Lynn Lee. I'm from Santa Ana Unified School District. I think the main opportunity in distance learning has been for the um, teachers that I'm working with, the students that I'm working with, because the um, Zoom links are very like one-on-one, face-to-face, there's a lot more uh, personal connection to those that I am working with. And I think that um, it's become sort of a deeper connection that I've had the opportunity to develop um, with the teachers and students that I'm working with. So, yeah. Thanks. Wow. Well, thank you all so much for sharing your wonderful ideas and the opportunities and silver linings that have presented themselves. Before we close, I want to share something that uh, local superintendent Kelly Bowers in Livermore, California shared at a recent board meeting. She said, this is a public health crisis. It appears at first as if it's an education crisis, but in fact, it is actually a public health crisis. And we are now dealing with it. The worst thing we can do is turn against each other because we are all on the same team. We all want our kids to be safe. We want our staff to be safe. And we are here for the kids. We want them to be educated. And our kids are looking to us on how we handle a crisis. Are we gonna put each other down? Are we gonna turn on each other? Or are we gonna do our best to make things work. I want to thank you all out there for making things work for all of those students. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. We have a couple guests in mind 
uh, for our next episode. But look for us to be back soon.